seated. Let's take our Bibles this morning and go to the book of Matthew, chapter number 25 in your Bibles this morning. The book of Matthew and chapter number 25 in God's Word this morning. Trust you had a good week. Trust the Lord's been real in your life this week. And um, I, if we're looking for Him, we'll see Him. Amen. Amen. If we're looking for Him, we'll see Him. And uh, God, uh, God's not trying to hide from us. He's just trying to open our eyes a little more Amen. to see Him. Amen. And um, so thank the Lord. We're going to begin a series of lessons leading up to our missions conference on the subject of stewardship. And we're going to talk about stewardship in our Sunday school uh, class uh, this morning, beginning out of Matthew chapter 25. And let's begin with verse number 14 in your Bibles. And, and uh, we'll begin reading here. And uh, if you'll notice, all what we're going to read is red letter. Of course, that's the uh, exact words of Jesus, uh, if you have a red letter Bible. And uh, if not, I encourage you to get one. It always helps. Amen? And um, these type of uh, things are just, they add interest. They add um, a little bit extra weight to Scripture. Now, somebody told me one time, uh, they said, now, Brother Larson, all the words are the words of Jesus. Well, that's true, but I wasn't that super spiritual at the time. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And so I needed to know Jesus said it. Amen. And uh, so anyhow, let's begin. Verse 14, Matthew 25. Find your place in Scripture this morning. We'll read. Notice what the Bible says here. It says, For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to uh, another one. Excuse me, uh, let me stop right there. Is there a fellow who can grab me some warm water? I'm in need of some warm water. Brother Jeremy's got it back there. Thank you, Brother Jeremy. Uh, verse 15, again, I'm sorry. And unto uh, one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. Uh, to every man according to his, uh, his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same, and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained the other two. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth, and hid his Lord's money. And after a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. And so he that had received five talents came, and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things, and I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. And he that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Then he which received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art an hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and 
gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid, went and hid thy talent in the earth, and there thou hast that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not, and gathered where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received mine own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto him which hath ten talents. For unto every one that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away, uh, shall be taken away even that which he hath. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness, there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Let's stop there and pray this morning. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we ask your guidance and your direction as we open your word this morning. We know and believe that the Holy Spirit, God, is in us who are saved and know the Lord. And we ask God that thy Holy Spirit, Lord, would in our hearts and our minds, um, Lord, uh, be ready to receive the word that you have for us this morning. And we just pray that you teach us this passage and, and give us, Lord, the truths that are in it for our good, but most of all for your honor and for your glory. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Brother Bingham. I appreciate that. Um, stewardship. What is stewardship? <clears throat> stewardship, one man defined it as the wise management of something entrusted to one's care. <clears throat> How many of you have ever borrowed somebody else's car? Have you ever borrowed somebody else's car? I hate to borrow somebody else's car. And you're thinking the exact same reason I'm thinking. It's because you know that you're a steward of that automobile in the time that it's in your hand. And uh, you know that's exactly when somebody will come along and hit the back bumper or uh, hit the side of your car. Uh, you, you know that's when it's going to happen. And you feel horrible because you feel like uh, you were not a good steward. Of that, how many ever uh, uh, somebody loaned you something? I, years ago, a preacher loaned me a book, and in our move, I could not find the book. And he texted me, "Brother Larson, have you found my book?" Oh, I felt horrible. And um, years later, I opened a box. There was his book. Amen. I texted him. I said, "Brother, I got your book." And he said, "Too late. I already bought another one." <laughs> um, but don't, uh, don't, I think we should feel this, um, this responsibility in many ways when um, we're entrusted with something, when somebody gives us something of, of, of value or importance. And stewardship goes back to several principles that God has given us in Scripture of, of his people. And I want you to see some things in Scripture uh, about stewardship today. The passage that we read this morning is a, a passage that Jesus has uh, given some clear understanding about stewardship. And he tells a story here of a man who uh, he, he is a householder and a, a master, and uh, he has some laborers, and he goes into a far country. But before he leaves, he gives them a certain amount to entrust them with. 
And I kind of think that the master was looking at them saying, if I give them something, I'm going to see how well they can do with what I give them. And uh, we'll see, um, you know, we'll see what the cream rises to the top, so to speak. And so the master leaves and he entrusts one with five talents. And of course, a talent um, is a weight. It's a biblical measurement of weight. And it could be like um, um, a certain amount. It could be in gold or silver or some precious. Uh, some, some think it's in gold, but we don't know. But anyhow, he gave them a certain weight. And that weight uh, was a measurement of some commodity that could be used to accomplish something with. And we know that one got five, one got two, and one got one. And so the master leaves and, and uh, he's gone for a while. And when he comes back, he sees that the one who had the five talents had put them to good use. Uh, he was a wise steward with what he was entrusted with. Then the second man was given two talents, who was given two talents. Uh, he also was a wise steward and took what he did. And by the way, you know, I've often got to think, um, why would God give, uh, the master give one five, one two, and one one? Well, I don't know. You know, um, God gives us all different abilities and God gives us all different um, things to be uh, wise stewards over. And it's, it's really not for us as Christians to compare ourselves with another person. It's for us to take what God has given us individually and be dedicated as a wise steward of that. Amen? So, uh, the, the master comes back and the one with five talents produced another five talents. Um, he was useful. He, he did not squander it. He didn't sit on it. He used it uh, for a purpose. Same with the two, one with the two. But the one with the one, uh, he was uh, full of excuses. And he said, Lord, I, I just went and digged it in, and hid it in the earth. Um, I, I uh, just hid it. because." And he came up with the excuse, I knew you were a tough man. Now, whatever that had to do with anything, I don't know. Most masters are pretty tough. <laughs> Amen. How many have ever worked for somebody that was pretty tough? All right. Most of them are because they're focused on getting the job done, not, not your feelings. Amen. Now, today, everybody's focused on feelings. Amen. And uh, I won't call, get off into that subject, okay? <laughs> won't go there. But, uh, and so, the one who had five was blessed and, and rewarded. The one who had two uh, and made another two was blessed and rewarded. But the one that had one, it was taken from him, and he was cast out uh, from being a servant. Now, the story is um, a simple lesson about our stewardship, because you see, we have a master that has gone away. He died on the cross. He has left all of us with something, and he's coming back again to see what we've done with it. Now, it's that simple. It's that simple. Uh, the older I get, the, the more I want things simple. Amen? Uh, the next car I'm by, I'm not going to have any buttons on it. 
Amen? Because it'll take you six months to figure out all the buttons on it before you can actually use it, right? Amen? And um, next car, I'm not going to have the roll-down window. I'm just going to have the, the, the roll-down window. Amen? So um, uh, I like it simple. And God keeps his words simple. God keeps his words simple. Um, and so there's principles involved here with stewardship. And if you'd like to write these down, I want to encourage you to do that this morning. But let's look at some principles of stewardship. Number one, everything was created by God. Everything was created by God. Now, you think of uh, the, the, the materials that your home is built out of. What are some of the materials your home's built out of? Wood? Brick? Stone? Plastic? It's all there, isn't it? Metal? Now, look at all those components and see where they ultimately came from. They all came from ultimately the creation of God. Amen? So, the first principle of being a wise steward is to realize that everything was created by God. Now, um, and, and we understand that as Christians. Now, this, and, and I think this is why a lot of Christians, um, I think a lot of Christians today are believing false lies of evolution. Now, I, I, the world does that because they don't know God. But a, a Christian should never fall into this false idea that um, God created the world through evolution. Christians are, are, are sucking that in today. Um, uh, or that there's a gap between Genesis 1-1 and 1-2 of millions and billions of years. Um, and they come up with all these ideas and all these things. Uh, can I tell you what? God created the world in six literal 24-hour periods, and on the seventh day, he rested. That's what God said. Amen? And I'm just simple enough to believe what God said. Amen? And uh, so, we have to understand that. This is foundational to stewardship. Uh, what I have is not my own. God created that. God created that. The water that I drink, the one that water that Brother Jeremy brought up, that's, that's not my water. God gave it to me to drink. It's all God's. And by the way, when I die and go to heaven, that's why I don't mind leaving this earth. Because it didn't belong to me in the first place. You know, I, I've seen a, these movie stars uh, one wanted to die and be buried in his Rolls Royce, sitting up in his Rolls Royce. They buried him, put all his money in his Rolls Royce. Guess what? It's still there. Still there in some ground somewhere, accomplishing nothing. And so it's a foundational understanding that God created everything. Now, secondly, everything belongs to the Lord. Everything belongs to the Lord. Uh, God, God, God is the one that owns this earth. It is his handiwork. Amen? It is God's handiwork. So God created everything. 
Everything belongs to the Lord. Thirdly, God has given all of us something to be wise stewards over. God has given all of us something to be wise stewards over. Um, you have um, a home, a family, a wife, children, uh, a house, an automobile. You say, I don't have a lot. The, the matter is not how much or how little we have. And by the way, the one with five talents, do you realize that he had a greater responsibility than the one with two? And um, don't envy the one who always has a lot. He usually will have a lot of responsibility with it also. Um, but this, um, this idea and this understanding that um, God has given to us something. You know, my children, think of this. I love my kids, but they really are not my own. They're God's. They're God's. I want God to have them. Amen. Um, and I'll tell you what, sometimes one of the fastest ways to lose your ch child's heart is to take control of them. Amen. Run their life. Now, I'm not saying don't lead them, guide them, discipline or train them. I'm not saying that. I'm saying when we take ownership and we say, I, you're going to do what I tell you to do. What? Good luck with that one. Amen. Um, so we have to understand that uh, God's given us all something to be stewards of. We should take care of everything that God has given us to the best of our ability. To whom much is given, much is required. Amen. All right, number four. Wise stewardship recognizes that our duty is to take care of what God has given us. Wise stewardship recognizes our duty to take care of what God has given us. Notice verse 15 of our passage. It says, unto the one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Um, now, by the way, the master knew what he could give each one of these five. He gave them according to their ability. You know, and I think God knows what we can handle. God knows what we can handle. And God knows what we probably can't handle either. Amen? And so we have to be content with what God has given us in order to understand that we're to be stewards of it. Um, you know, I, I'll tell you what, we live in a wasteful society. We live in a wasteful society. Uh, it is surprising the things that people leave um, on the corner. Surprising. It's surprising what people waste today. They always think there's going to be more money, more paycheck. Hey, that may not happen. I always appreciate people that have been through the depression. Amen. Boy, uh, you take one mismated sock and the person who's been, been through the depression, oh, don't throw that sock away. They, they, uh, they have this understanding that 
You know, because they have seen days that are not good. And I'll tell you what, it wouldn't surprise me if this country got to, back to that place again. The way things are going, the way our leadership is leading us, um, it's, a, it's a crisis situation in our country. It really is. And we, we got to pray hard. Amen? We got to pray hard for our country. So, um, but God's given you something. Um, according to your ability. And, um, but don't compare yourself with others. Don't compare yourself with others. Be thankful for what God has provided for you. Amen? And uh, give your best uh, to Him. All right, number five. Wise stewardship results in better Christianity. Wise stewardship results in better Christianity. If we get a hold of this principle that God owns everything and that I am to be a wise steward, it makes me a better Christian. It makes me a better Christian. Because it puts in me an understanding that those children are God's, they're not mine. Uh, and it's like the illustration of using driving somebody else's car. You know, if, if it's your car... You understand, but if you're driving somebody else's car, you want to have that extra level of, of um, stewardship while you're driving their car, right? Uh, and this should, this should become a real thing to us in our life with our, our home, our family, our children, our wives, our husbands. Um, and, uh, in, and what it will do is it will produce in us a greater Christianity. You know, it's uh, the gospel has also been entrusted with us. We've been entrusted with the gospel. God has put that in our lap. And we're to be wise stewards of it. Amen? You say, well, how do we be wise stewards of it? Well, number one, we don't pervert it with false doctrine. That's being a wise steward. But secondly, we, we give it out because it's described as seed. And... Uh, you know, a seed that's sitting in a bag lies dormant. But when seed is put into the earth, that's when it begins to germinate and grow. And so we are stewards of the gospel, and, and God has entrusted us with taking his word and using the gospel and giving the gospel to the world. And, uh, you know, here again, we can't say, well, that's for the big churches to do. Don't say that. Amen. Amen. It's for every Christian, no matter what size church you go to. It's for every church to get that gospel out. Amen. And I know we are quite, we are kind of a mega church here. I understand that. You know, we're, we're a very monstrosity of a church here. But uh, by the way, <laughs> Don't ever despise something that's small. Amen? What matters is that it's right. Amen? That's what matters in life. Amen? So, all right, so this principle is why stewardship results in better Christianity. All right, then number six, why stewardship requires an active spirit. Why stewardship requires an active spirit. So in other words, in verse 16, notice verse 16. 
Uh, then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. Now he had to be active for that to happen, didn't he? He had to have uh, considered the, the wise investment he was going to make, if it was an investment. Um, he had to consider how he was going to uh, accomplish the goal. Uh, but he had to be active in it, didn't he? Um, you know, sometimes in the Christian life we'll say, Lord, uh, would you just do this for me? And then we sit down in our rocking chair and don't do anything actively about it. Can I tell you, God, and James teaches this, that faith without works is dead. So he's saying that, you know, God will bless it as we give an active part to it. And God will. God will bless it. But he, he requires of us an active part uh, in order to be a wise steward. In other words, we cannot relegate our own personal responsibility to somebody else or to some other entity. Um, and that's what the one with one, one uh, talent did. He said, uh, I'm just going to go bury it. I'm going to forget about it. Leave it over here. And he was not active in what he was doing. Uh, listen, I don't believe in a dead sit on the, on the roadside uh, rocking chair type of Christianity. Now, I, that's not the kind that God wants us to have. He wants us to have an active part in stewardship and activeness in there. Amen. Uh, by the way, heaven is all about rest. I'll rest when I get to heaven. You said, what are you going to do when you get to heaven? Well, I've told you before, I'm going to sit on my golden rocking chair on a balcony over the river of life and I'm going to catch golden trout one after the other. Amen. Say, so how long are you going to do that? 100,000 years, maybe. <laughs> you know, just keep pulling them in. Have golden trout dinner every night. The angels will cook it. <laughs> Amen. Now, listen, you ladies, think about that. In heaven, you may not have to cook. <laughs> Does that sound good to you? Okay, it does sound good to you. You can cook it, I guess, <laughs> if you want. It's, it's up to you. Uh, uh, my wife is probably at home listening, saying, amen to that. Yeah. Amen. And uh, so <clears throat> it requires an active spirit. You know, the Lord Jesus Christ did not just say he loved us. Right. He showed he loved us. Right. He was active about it. He died. He died for us. Think about that. Um, and he did that because he actually, if you think about it, Jesus was the steward of God's plan for man's salvation. Think of it in that term. Jesus was the steward of God's plan for man's salvation. So we have to be active in it. To say uh, I'm a good steward, but I'm 
I'm not active is really not true. It's not accurate stewardship. All right, number seven. Number seven, stewardship is designed to honor the master. You know, God takes uh, glory and honor when we're stewards. Notice verse 20. It says, and so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. See, God is saying here that um, uh, uh, stewardship is designed to honor him. Now, that ought to be our motive. Amen? Our motive ought to be to honor the Lord, to please God in everything we say and do. Uh, it, it should not be our motive of our own advancement. Although God does bless the one who is a wise steward. But it shouldn't be of our own advancement. It should be for God and for his kingdom to advance. And for us to be an active part in seeing God and his kingdom advance. And God looks down on that and he says, well done. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Amen. Don't you like to hear well done? Um, one, of the, one of the kids drew a picture of me. I think Felicity, she drew a picture for me. And it's a little house, you know, a little tree there. And it's this stick figure, and that's me. Amen. I wish I was a stick figure again, but she's going to probably add a little round watermelon figure to the next picture to make it more accurate. But uh, she drew this picture of me. And I looked at her and said, wow, you did a good job. And she just lit up. She was happy as a clam, you know, happy as a June bug on the last day of May. She just lit up. And uh, I said, good job. You know, we are geared to want to hear from our master, well done. And uh, I'll tell you what, that is exactly in life, the direction all of us should be heading is to hear him say, well done. Well done. And that well done comes through a life of wise stewardship. All right, number eight. Number eight. I've only got three more points. <laughs> number eight. Unwise stewardship is characterized by lack of concern or diligence to please the master. I'll say that again. Unwise stewardship is characterized by lack of concern or diligence to please the master. Notice verse 18. But he that had received one went in the, and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. Now he was an unwise steward. And because he was unwise, it showed that he, he didn't care. He wasn't diligent. He wasn't diligent with what he had. Hey, I want to say this. Whatever God gives you, take care of it. Whatever it is, whoever it is, take good care of it. Do your best to take care of it. 
And uh, if you don't know how to take care of it, learn. Learn how to take care of it. Um, and that demonstrates wise stewardship because God's given us something that we can take and that we can use for his glory that we can hear him say, well done. Amen. So, um, unwise stewardship is characterized by lack of concern or diligence to please the master. Now, notice number nine. Number nine, we will be held accountable for our stewardship. We'll be held accountable. Look at verse 19. It says, after a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. <laughs> uh, they didn't know the day. They didn't know when he was coming back, did they? And he didn't tell them when he was coming back. Um, some things God does not want us to know yet. Did you, ever, did you know that? Some things God does not want us to know yet. We're reminded in 1 Corinthians, now we see through a glass darkly. But then face to face. So we don't see everything clearly now. You know, I'd like to understand a lot more than I, than I really do. And one of the difficulties about being a preacher is when somebody comes and asks you a question and you don't have an answer. You know, that's kind of like going to the doctor. That was a joke. Some of you catch that later on. Amen. Um, but, you know, some, we don't have all the answers to everything. You know, read the book of Revelation and um, see what God's going to do. Uh, we don't understand everything. But God has given us enough to know that we're going to be accountable to him one day. And the Lord's coming back again. And the Bible tells us God's going to come back again. The clouds are going to depart. The Lord Jesus is going to come back to this earth. And um, seven years of tribulation uh, will go through. Uh, the earth will go through. We'll be with the Lord in there, and then we'll come back. After seven years, we will be a part of the Lord's millennial reign. If you're a Christian, you're saved for a thousand years on this earth. And the master, he's coming back, and he sees everything that we do. He sees our, our labor, what we do. And by the way, there are things I believe every Christian should do in their life that nobody knows or nobody sees, uh, but that God sees. God sees what we do. Amen? Um, and, you know, there are things in our life, and, you know, like the Pharisees, they would do something for the poor, and then they walk around with a trumpet, yeah. blow the trumpet. Look at what I did. You know, whoo. Uh, uh, God said, don't do that. I, God sees it all. And that should be sufficient for us. Amen? Amen? If God sees it, that's all we need. Um, and our motives should be that way. Our motives should be, I want to do this for the Lord Jesus. To please and honor him. And um, so I'm simply saying this morning uh, that we'll be held accountable for our stewardship. You know the Lord sees. And, and we use this often to teach our children, don't we? that the Lord sees everything we do. 
And he does. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. Uh, and, and we use this to teach our children, hey, when you're not with mom and dad, God still sees. It's a great principle for our children to get a hold of. But that principle works also for when we do right, do good. There is this reward that comes from it. Uh, one preacher said to me, he said, he said, you should do so much good behind the scenes in life, something to this effect. You should do so much good behind the scenes in life that you forget about all the things that you've done good. Because when you get rewarded someday, there's going to be a wonderful surprise and a blessing because God doesn't forget it. Amen? Um, we're reminded that God is faithful. He does not forget our labor of love. Amen? Amen. You still with me out there? Okay, so we'll be held accountable for our stewardship. Now, lastly, notice good stewardship will be rewarded by God. Good stewardship will be rewarded by God. Now, verse 21. Notice it says, His, <clears throat> his Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Now, I want you to notice what God what God is good in here. And, and he says, you've been faithful over a few things. Now, what does God do? I'll make you ruler over many things. See the goodness of God there? God said, all right, you've been faithful over a few. I'll bless you with a lot. You know, that's God's principle. If we're faithful with the least... He will bless us with much. Amen? And, and, and God's principles uh, is that um, we're going to be rewarded someday. You know, there's going to be rewards in heaven. Amen? There's going to be rewards in heaven. We know there's five crowns that uh, can be given to the, the Christian in serving the Lord. Um, the soul winner's crown, there's the martyr's crown. I don't necessarily want that one, but martyr's crown. Um, there's five of them. I can't remember them all. Help me. Anybody remember them anymore? Anybody remember more? All right. You, you don't remember them just like I don't remember them. Huh? That's homework this week. That's homework this week. That's right. That's homework. Huh? Yeah. Preachers. Yeah. Faithful men of God. Amen. Uh, so there are, but then there's also uh, God's rewards for the faithful. And it reminds me, a preacher gave me an illustration one time that I remember as a child. And he said a man had died and gone to heaven and he was shown his mansion. And when he got to heaven, he looked at this mansion and, and, and there was a table, there's a room, it was full, full of all these blessings and rewards. And, and the man said, what is all this? He said, Those, that's the rewards of life that you've received. And outside of the mansion, he looked across and there was a great big warehouse as far as you could see that way and as far as you could see that way. 
And he said, what, what is that huge building across the street? And he said, that building is full of the rewards that you could have had had you served me on this earth. And you know, I don't know as to whether that's totally accurate or not, but I'll say this. There are rewards we're going to miss. There are rewards we're going to miss. And, and you know, I think every Christian ought to give their best to saying, Lord, help me to be the best steward I can be. Help me to be a steward who follows Lord, thy word. I, I want to honor you, God. I, wanna, I want you to be pleased. I want you to be honored with my life. And, and I believe we do that as a Christian, that God will bless and honor our life, just like he did these with the five talents and the two talents. He'll take our life, use them, and bless our life. I don't know about you, but I want what I do in life to be blessed by God. Yes. Amen? Amen? I, I don't want it to just fall in vain. I, I want to, to accomplish uh, something good for the Lord Jesus Christ. And um, I don't want to miss the rewards that God's given us. Amen? So let's stay in there. Let's, let's be stewards, wise stewards of what God has given us. And, all right, we're going to end here today. We'll pick up next week and we'll just continue some thoughts on stewardship. And teach about stewardship begin next week. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for thy word this morning. And 